Hey everyone, welcome to today's special NBA episode of Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. Today's episode is covering the coronavirus and the suspension of the NBA due to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell testing positive for coronavirus so far. More tests are happening at this point. A lot is developing. We are recording this at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So um, by the time this is up, there could be other developments. There could be other changes. There was actually a little bit of a of an announcement later in the podcast. So as you get as you get through the podcast, you'll hear about that. But yes, right now a lot is subject to change. We don't know what's going on. So I just wanted to give you a heads up of the time frame that we're recording this in case things do develop. Uh, because right now things are very crazy. And if you're curious on how the coronavirus will affect the music industry, I did a podcast with Spike Lou on that that just came up yesterday. So stay tuned to that. We talked about Coachella uh, and South by Southwest getting canceled and just basically the impact that the coronavirus can have on the music industry. So now I figured, especially with all the news in the NBA, it's only right to do one for the NBA side as well. So without further ado, enjoy today's episode of the Coronavirus NBA podcast with my man Philip Rossman Rake of the Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. Hello everyone, welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty and joining me is an expert on the Orlando Magic and I recently just found out a fellow my team advocate, my man Philip Rossman. Rayek, how you doing? I am I am doing good, uh, eager eager to, to at least play a little simulated basketball since, since we don't have NBA games today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were actually just informing me of something um, earlier that you said that 2k in the online association doesn't actually allow you to do the start today now because of the because of the scheduling right i i am still trying to get to the bottom of this as as someone that has a blog and now doesn't have games to cover when otherwise (laughs) i would uh, i'm trying to go for the low hanging fruit of simulating uh that games that would have been played on nba 2k and i figured the best way to do that was through the start today mode in my league on NBA 2K20. Uh, and apparently that mode is not working anymore because the league is suspended, um, uh, it, w- it would appear. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. I'm trying to trying to give give basketball contents to the people. Uh, but but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can get, what we can do here. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But it's it's really interesting. Um, uh, 2K, 2K really updated that fast. Uh, let's let's kind of talk about the coronavirus. And this is interesting because to me i recorded a 
48 hours ago now it was on um it was on tuesday night i recorded a podcast talking about how the music festivals were being canceled and what kind of impact that'll have on the music industry and and even when i was doing that podcast i was starting to realize okay this is something that's really going to affect me and us more than more than i originally thought but now it's just in these last especially these last 24 hours just taking an absolutely um major major leap in exponential growth in concern so the nba season has been suspended indefinitely rudy gobert and donovan mitchell have both tested positive for the coronavirus rudy gobert is believed to be the source of the coronavirus reports say that rudy gobert was careless um uh, and kind of joked around a lot there's that viral clip of him in the media room touching all the microphones and everything and just kind of making a joke of it and um, now, now it's found out that he does actually have it. So they, the NBA has conducted testing for the Raptors, the Thunder, the Pistons, the Celtics, all of which have played the Jazz within the last week. And all games were suspended um, yesterday, except except for the few that were already tipped off before that eight thirty game time. Was it right? Eight thirty Eastern. Um. Yeah, I believe so. I believe the 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 Maverick. I mean, there, there's only one. There was a late night in the NBA on on mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Um, an odd late night in the when uh, uh, in the NBA on a Wednesday night. But um, uh, 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 the only game that didn't tip off was the 10:30 game between the Kings and the Pelicans. And and uh, you know, I think the NBA made the right call uh, once they decided to suspend the league to to kind of call that game as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that um, there was once you make the decision to suspend, um, there's really no point in playing that extra that extra game. Um, so, I was doing some reading. Um, I read the article on ESPN, which I'm sure you have as well, from Woj to Tim Bontemps. Uh, the timeline is unclear. So they originally stated yesterday night that it was that it it could be anywhere from two weeks to ten weeks, which is what the Chinese Basketball Association is going through now. They canceled um, sometime in January, and they're looking to pick it up back in mid-April. Now, again, that could change because we're not at April yet. But um, it, so so we're we're seeing a, a very fluid time length that nobody knows. The NBA was set to meet at 3:30 Eastern, the Board of Governors, and today that is. And all we know from it for certain is that it seems to be a strong indication that the league is looking to reevaluate in 30 days that's what the owners are pushing for that's what the latest that's what the the latest is that seems like what's the the most likely outcome is that is that maybe it's not done in 30 days but we're we're at least going to be four weeks without basketball right yeah i mean it 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 sounds like it's going to be at least that long um you know just from the reporting that i've seen to this point um the you know the the Toronto Raptors are on a 10-day, you know, self-quarantine at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. They played the Jazz earlier this this week. Uh, the, the Boston Celtics, I believe, are on a 10- or 14-day quarantine as well. So at a bare minimum, the, the NBA is going to be shut down for that long. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and, and anyone else that, that's proven to have tested positive for the coronavirus and, and COVID-19 uh, are going to be, 
you know, they're they're going to be out of commission for at least a few weeks while the virus, you know, runs its course and 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 they they get it, you know, they kind of get it out of their body and, and and kill it off at least in them individually. The important thing right now is not to spread it. Um, and mm-hmm. and I think the NBA had every hope of continuing the season uh, with you know limited interaction with fans, just kind of limit the exposure to the public, and but still provide sort of this this outlet and and distraction for 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 fans and for people through, through a time that is frankly still. Uh, very scary. I mean, it's it, this. This is a serious disease, and while you know maybe the mortality rate isn't particularly high, um, it is for a a certain group of people, and 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 it's important not to spread the virus to those group of people. And it's important, uh, you know, again, just to just to keep everyone healthy and to try and slow this thing down because the more you're around people, the more it's going to spread. And so I think the NBA is is making the right move, just being cautious. You know, it's it and, and and you know i i think they're also smart not to put anything in stone i think that they should just be willing to reevaluate things as as they progress here yeah and, and that's and that's the key point because actually when i was uh doing the music podcast about the coronavirus i uh i was reading this article and people were suggesting health experts were suggesting that this is the beginning stages of it so um, so it makes sense to not put a firm timetable. It makes sense to say, hey, let's take this brief hiatus, if you will, and then reevaluate when the time comes. But I do think you're I do think you're right. I like that the NBA acted quickly. Uh, the NBA did a good job of making sure to examine not just the players, but personnel that's around the players a lot and also contacting all of the teams that have recently been involved with the jazz i know i myself actually was at the pistons game um last saturday so about four or five days ago now um and and just how quickly my perception of it changes i actually i actually in full disclosure i was when i was there the person i was with she she noticed that the crowd was light and this was before tip-off and so i posted and i said of course you know the coronavirus is scaring off the pistons knowing you know, that coronavirus is definitely not the only reason the Pistons stadium attendance is low right now. But now fast forward, here we are, and look at how quickly that that joke changes in, in, in perception. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot, I think, I mean, I think, I think a lot of us kind of brush it off. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think you and I are both relatively young, very healthy people. It's it, it it isn't a a sort of mortality scare for us. Mm-hmm. If if we were to contract the coronavirus uh, and and COVID nineteen, we would be sick for a little while. You know, it would be a really it would feel like a really bad flu from everything I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a really bad flu, but but we would ultimately pull through and be fine. Um, it's it, it and so I think it I think it is easy, especially in the NBA setting with with the guys who are really really healthy. I mean, it's good to hear that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Are both doing very well. That that you know mm-hmm. they they feel very comfortable that they're going to get better. Um, but it's not about them. It's not about whether you and I could get better. It's about whether the people we interact with in our daily lives will get will get will, would get better if they contracted COVID nineteen. Right. Um, it, that's what this ultimately came about. So yes, it was easy to joke about. But then once it hits your family, once it hits your 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 group, yeah, then it becomes serious. And, and honestly, you know, I I, I think. It, if there is criticism for the NBA for not taking it seriously enough, um, I think that that's something fair. I mean, you know, I think maybe they should have been planning this out a little bit more clearer. And certainly, you know, the attitude that that Rudy Gobert had when he was jokingly touching 
all the microphones and, and, and not taking it as seriously. I think he understands now how serious this is and how, you know, how potentially dangerous that, that could be to a lot of people. Um, I, I think once it touches your family, once it hits you personally, then it becomes serious. And, and I think the NBA was, was right to act very swiftly to, mm-hmm. to make change, to make changes once it was clear that, that this is in our house now and, and, and we've got to, we've got to clean up our house. Yeah. And I and I I agree with that. I agree with that full full analysis on on both sides of it. That the NBA didn't necessarily act the best, but when push came to shove, they they did act swiftly and decisively. Um, I I do like that. Like you said, they could have been better at preventing, um, or not preventing maybe, but just having a better plan in place. Because um, one of the things that the, the only things that I knew of is that the NBA was sending out feelers to owners and saying, hey, would you, uh, how do you feel about this idea, the idea of doing a hiatus? How do you feel about this? It was all just preliminary stuff. And they also did actually um, make the effort to bring in, uh, to bring in a lot of health experts that are, that were kind of almost on standby for if this did, if this did really hit the league. And, And so, so I do think that, that you're right they could have done things a little bit better they could have had a little bit more precaution but overall they acted swiftly they acted they and, and they acted um they acted decisively and, and i like where things are going from here the one thing that i that i heard that was really interesting um and it was it was a different perspective and you kind of you kind of hit on it is that you know, we don't really think of these things we don't really think of these things seriously until they affect our community our our people are whatever terminology you want to use, and the and the the interesting thing is it's not just about the mortality rate like you spoke of. It's also about what Kevin O'Connor said on the Ringer today on today's episode. He talked about how this is this is just something that they can only do a certain amount of testing per day for the for this coronavirus. So you're now hospitals, even if people are dying. Hospitals are now being over flooded and now people who are who maybe may suffer a stroke, maybe doing chemo, maybe doing this, this and that all of a sudden other various health issues that aren't related to the coronavirus at all. Now they are not only at risk of catching it, but at risk of not getting um, not getting swift and just treatment, you know, so it's it's a really it's a it's a situation that really um, unfolds. Uh, and, and has a lot more layers than than a lot of people think because I think a lot of people focus on just the fact that the death rate is like I think two or three percent right now, maybe even maybe even less. And so people are thinking of it that context, but they're not thinking of the the wider whole it's, scale. It, it's about the infrastructure. Yeah, it's about our it's about our medical infrastructure. And again, it's about it's not it's not necessarily about you. I mean, this is you know I I I, I don't mean this to be political in, in any sense, but it's it's the theory behind why we get vaccines for our children. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that your kid's going to get sick with the disease that the vaccine's trying to prevent. It's that by inoculating everyone, you prevent the disease from going to people who can't get that vaccine for whatever reason. And so it's it's a herd mentality. It's if you protect the group you protect the whole and and that's what this is really about at the end of the day is it's not about whether you will get sick it's not about whether you would you know would 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 you know face face life or death if you contracted covid-19 
it's about preventing it from getting to everyone else. It's per, it's protecting the whole again uh, by by kind of by by not by not subjecting everyone to each other at this point. Absolutely, and we just got breaking news as we're recording this. Again, it's six twenty three p.m. Eastern time on Thursday afternoon. Just for clarification of those listening, because I'm sure this is going to be something that rapidly develops. But Shams has has tweeted that the NBA has informed all thirty teams on policies effective immediately and through March 16th, including that all players must remain in the market of their team. Players remain home as long as possible and no group workouts or practices, team physicians and trainers uh, to speak to each player once a day. That's, That's I mean, that sounds like they're trying to be very proactive. I know. I know. The Magic said earlier today in a press conference that the players were instructed to stay in town, um, partially because, you know, they probably don't really know when the season's going to start again. It, 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 it feels, you know, just from a basketball perspective, which is the least important thing. It, it feels a little bit like a lockout at the moment. Yeah. Um. It, it feels like, you know, it feels like they're essentially telling everyone stay home, don't come to, the, don't come to the facility. But it, it's not really a lockout. I mean, you know, I think players. You know, we'll be able to still carry out their lives uh, mm-hmm. as as much. I'm sure the league is trying to tell them limit your contact with people outside of your family. Right. Um, you know, the, I'm sure guys will still go to the gym, get shots up, and 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 keep mm-hmm. themselves in game shape and work out. And I'm sure, yes, they they will probably work out together. Maybe not in an organized fashion, but but it wouldn't surprise me if you know if 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 they are still trying to do little things to to stay game ready. I'm sure they will be highly encouraged not to play pickup um, just because of the skin-to-skin contact that would come with that. Right. Um, to, um, but uh, otherwise, I think everyone's just trying to look out for the for the health and, and safety of the, of the players. Yeah, and and I'm I'm with you 100%. I like where this is going, and I think that this brings up um, an interesting an interesting part of it. So I'm sure Philip. I know. I know you're probably in agreement with me here because it's going to be difficult, but I imagine that the NBA won't lose games. It will be difficult because these venues, these arenas all have concerts and all sorts of other events booked uh, booked for pretty much the whole year. Um, their, their, their schedule is, in, is almost entirely booked. It leaves very little flexibility um, with, with each team's home venue. But I imagine that there's going to be a strong push to be able to make to make up these 15 to 16 games. Do you think that there's actually a chance that we do lose a couple, or we lose even you know e- even a, a good chunk of the 15, 16 games left for these teams? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it really depends on how long this the suspension lasts. I mean, if, if we're if we're two weeks later, two weeks from now, it looks like the the pandemic is 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 slowing down, uh, and it looks like we're we're kind of on the back end of it. Um, then maybe maybe you know they they look at they look at things and say you know we can figure out a way to schedule these games and and still get the full eighty two game schedule. If it takes a little bit longer than that, then you know who knows what what they might do. I mean, maybe they decide. Whenever we come back, you know, as long as it's a reasonable time, I don't think they want to last too deep into the summer. Um, whenever we get back, we're going straight to the playoffs. The, the eight teams in each conference, you know, are relatively set. Um, the Grizzlies have a pretty healthy lead over the, the teams chasing them for, for eighth, although I think they'll argue that, that the Grizzlies could, could face a very difficult schedule and fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Magic have a pretty healthy lead over the Wizards for eighth in the East. So 
I think that it's I think that, that that is certainly a possibility, but I think it just really depends on how long this lasts. Um, you know, if it's if it's longer than that month period, it's I think it's more likely that they they turn to just straight to the playoffs. Let's just get the playoffs in and, and, and be done with the season. Um, if it's looking like they're on the back end of things and, 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 it, and it resolves itself quickly, then I think there's definitely the possibility that the NBA says we could still get all 82 in and, and we'll find a way to reschedule those games uh, that in a way that makes sense for, for everyone involved. Yeah. And this, when I was thinking about this and I agree with, I agree with what you're saying about just the, the, the length of the suspension will have a great, probably the greatest determining factor on just how many games are played uh, before the, before the NBA season is officially over. But my mind immediately started going these two places, which I'm sure uh, I'm sure other people are going to think of this if not they already have and that's the idea of I did really like the idea the day of the um, the, the the tragic passing of Kobe Gigi and all of those uh, aboard that helicopter crash I did like the idea of making it an 81 game season to honor Kobe so especially if the the leads are as healthy as they are for the playoffs um, I would like to see them maybe if possible if if again if they're if they're looking at the idea of in two weeks everything is good or three weeks everything is good and we can fit the rest of these game and still kind of chopping off that one game just as an honor for him. And also uh, also the other point before I toss it to you I, I like is the idea of either a March vacation during March Madness or some people have said maybe the NBA should start in December to interfere less with football. And just because those first couple months aren't really that, uh, the ratings aren't really that strong, except for really like opening week, and then it dips off until until Christmas, then picks back up. So uh, this could actually be the the blessing in disguise of this is this could actually have a, a, a an impact and allow the NBA to kind of retool their their overall schedule, not just for this season, but going forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think the NBA is thinking that far ahead. I, mm-hmm. I think that the NBA, uh, I think that the NBA uh, consists believes that that you know those are collective bargaining issues more than mm-hmm. anything else. Um, I, I don't think that they want to broach that subject quite yet. You know, maybe if they end up playing an NBA season that goes into late July, mm-hmm. there is a small adjustment for the 2021 season as far as when it starts and 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 how the games are spaced out. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I I know that that's something that has been suggested as as an idea, but that is probably something that is more uh, that is more uh, built for. I'm I'm trying to find the right word here. That that that's something that's more built for collective bargaining and and is more of a collective mm-hmm. bargaining issue that the players will would rather take into consideration. Uh, you know, uh, when when they when they meet as as a players association. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I I I don't necessarily mean that it's something that will. Uh, that that the NBA will come back to in 30 days. Hey, so from now on, we're starting in this season, like this point, this point, or we're doing this or doing that. But I, I do think that uh, this will allow the NBA through the offseason, whenever whenever the offseason takes place, whether it starts in July, whether it starts in August, who, who knows, or, you know, or it starts on time in, in June somehow. However it starts, whenever it starts, I think this this is, though, I would be remiss to say that this – that this is an opportunity that the NBA can kind of take a look at scheduling and tinkering because right now the interesting thing is that 
you know, the idea of, okay, if, if we do have four weeks off and we come back and we play our 15 games, that's perfect. It gives everybody a month to get healthy, to rest, to rebuild off of, off of a long NBA season. And now everybody comes back and we still have 15 games that you can kind of lay the groundwork to build momentum into the playoffs. It's almost, it's almost happening at somewhat of a perfect point. Uh, so, so there, so I think that this is an opportunity for the NBA. Now, I don't know. I, I doubt they'll take action right now, like you said, but this is an opportunity for the NBA to really kind of evaluate and use this season as a test case to see, okay, what happens if we, uh, if, if we kind of junk up the schedule a little bit and make some tweaks and some adjustments. You know, I, the NBA is a very data-driven league. Uh, I'm sure that Whenever they start playing again, uh, they will analyze those numbers and analyze what it looks like. Um, you know, I'm sure they're not gonna gonna let this opportunity to see what a different schedule looks like for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think right now it's 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 too early to say that they're thinking of anything permanent based on on what what's in front of them. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. they're they're. Their objective, once the schedule and once the season is back up and running, is to get things back to normal. And and yeah. and and then again, if if the numbers show that hey, uh, late July or mid July NBA Finals did killer ratings, much better than before. Was this because people really missed the NBA, or we had a Giannis Lebron matchup, or or anything mm-hmm. else, or was this because of the date? If 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 that's something that they want to explore. Then you know I'm sure they will present present that data and and that understanding to the players' association when the time is is proper and and I think they will study it. I, I don't think they're again, I don't think they're going to let that opportunity go to the waste without without you know really looking hard at it. Now that if again if they have the opportunity to look hard at it, but I, I don't think it's something they're going into right now thinking about. I think right now uh, the number one priority is is not basketball. It's it's the health and safety of the players as as well as the public in general. Okay. I agree with that, and uh, we just got we just got a tweet from Zach Lowe saying the NBA 2K League is expected to announce tonight that it is also postponing their season, which was started or which was scheduled to start on March 24th. So um, even even esports is adjusting, which is interesting because that's a there's been a there's been a lot of major events that have that have uh, shut down um, or have or have been postponed uh, similarly just because those are huge gatherings. I mean, you could argue maybe that the 2K league could play remotely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how their build works, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I those those are events that that people go to and and attend, and and I think that's I mean ultimately that's 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 the business. So I, I think I think that's also the right decision. All right. Well, we are in weird times, my friend, but thank you for joining the podcast. I appreciate you coming on. Stay safe and and everything that you're doing. Wash your hands, all that hygiene stuff that I assume that I assume you do anyways, but thank you for <laughs> yeah. coming on the podcast, man. I hope you I hope you uh figure out ways to find some content for your uh for for your for your blog moving forward. So why don't you go ahead and promote what you're doing and uh where they can find said content? Yeah, you can of course uh, find me on on Twitter at omagicdaily. Follow uh, and as well at Philip underscore omd. That's Philip with one L. Um, you can find my work at orlandomagicdaily.com and uh, check out the podcast at Locked On Magic. All right, thank you, Philip. As always, it is good to it is good to have you on this podcast. You are one of my favorite guests to have. So 
now that the Pistons are officially done with the <laughs> with with their their playoff hopes, I can wish your Orlando Magic all the best moving forward. I I, I appreciate that. I'm I'm sorry to see the Pistons Pistons down down this far. You know, down a little bit's okay. Not yeah. not down this far though. <laughs> Right, right. All right, Phil. Take care, and I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Have a good one. You too.